Welcome to the Vigor Life Podcast, a source of inspiration, lessons, stories, skill sets, mindsets, and strategies to invigorate and expand all areas of your life. Let's go. What is going on? Coach Luca back with the Vigor Life Podcast. I am fired up. I feel like I'm always fired up, but man, I'm fired up extra hard. Uh, so check this out. So one of the things I'm going to um, always kind of, what leads me to have a certain topic in a podcast, one will be things like that I'm studying, uh, but then it will be things that that pop up in, in my life, whether it's coaching, uh, whether it's the people I, you know, kind of communicating with. So this week uh, we launched, a, well, put it this way, we started advertising our six week challenge in, uh, at the gym and, um, you know, we've had a really good response. Honestly, it's filling up. I don't know when you're going to listen to this podcast, but, you know, hit us up. Maybe, maybe there's still some spots left, but probably won't be after uh, February 7th. Long story short, but there's a lot of people, you know, that like we communicate with, whether they're going to sign up or not. And, um, you know, having these conversations brings up a lot of, you know, uh, I'm not going to say I, I'm not going to say the word excuse. It's actually just a limiting belief. And that's what the podcast is about today and really about living your best like best year. And like, what do you you know, when we talk about goal setting and achieving things that you you want um, this year. There's, there's a lot of science behind what works and what doesn't work. But, the, you know, the thing that I'm going to address today mostly is just the limiting belief part, because it is the I mean, the reality of it is, is that like if you do not believe something, and I've talked about this before in other podcasts, is that you know you cannot achieve something you believe. If information is irrelevant, it becomes irrelevant, right? Because you you can have the information. There's some deeper rooted things that that um, drive your actions, right? That drive your behaviors, that drive even the environments you put yourself in. So we're gonna go through like a process of you know how you can change that because I think that's so important, and uh, you know this process is one that that. I like and it's one that I share with people. Um, but, you know, the point of it, like the reason why I brought this up is because just having some communication with certain people that I've talked to before. I've talked to them before and it's like actually years in a row that, you know, where they talk themselves out of taking action to change their life into, uh, you know, the possibilities that they, they, they will say out loud, but there's a limiting belief holding them back from taking action and then life stays the same. And uh, it saddens me, you know, this is not, this is not even me, you know, uh, to have an opportunity to talk smack at all. I mean, honestly, like I'm, I'm so passionate about what I and we do here at Vigor that, you know, and, and, and in my business, uh, in my business coaching business as well, is that like, you know, it, it saddens me. I, I, it's, it's tough. It's actually draining to see people that you, you care about and you want to help and the limiting belief is holding back from taking action. So with that, you know, well, first of all, you know, Think about a little bit, you know, what is, because I'm sure, I'm sure you have a kind of like a vision of, you know, what does a breakthrough year look like for you? And and we can talk about in fitness and health, obviously, you know, this is, it's a lot concerning that, but also like, hey, your career, your business, your relationships, all these different factors. Now, uh, you know, the, the big question, the overlying question is, is like, how are your beliefs influencing or shaping your thinking about that? Right. And that's that's really the whole point that I want to make today. And if I help you write out some of the things today and see some, uh, I would say some things that aren't so true. And then then I believe that I've kind of, uh, I would say, pattern interrupted you and hopefully shift you into a different way of not only thinking perspectives, but taking action. So I have a story for you. And, and um, this story comes from because like this past week, 
you know, somebody came out to, to train with me, and his name is Bor- Boris Gorenz. Uh, if you can't pronounce that, work on it. Uh, but he, you know, he used to uh, play basketball for quite a long time. Actually, when I was growing up, he was he was one of the people I looked up to. Um, you know, he played for when I was young. He played for 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 a team for Olympia, which was one of the best teams in the country at that time. That I also played in the youth uh, in the youth squad for, but. The story, so that, so that was pretty cool. Uh, he's one of the one of the top agents. He's a, a really really good agent for basketball players, pro basketball players in Europe now, um, and, and doing great. So we had a great time training for six days. Had a lot of quality conversations, and, and like I said, one of the my favorite things is meeting people, building relationships, um, and seeing possibilities and opportunities that I can then you know uh, create with with those with those people. Uh, but this brought me back because I have a lot of stories about limiting beliefs and, and how they held me back or how they held other people back that I in my life. But but this one is, is an important one because when I played for Olympia and, and we're t- talking from the age of you know 11-ish, yeah, 11 years old, uh, you know, what my thinking was like, I was always a really hard worker. I was, I was not confident. You know, I was a shorter kid. You know, you play ball when you're five, you know, and at that point in time, I wasn't even 5'11 yet, but I'm saying like, I'm, I'm six foot in my sneakers. You know, back then, I was just a shorter kid on, on, on a team. And, and, and that team had the best players in the country, you know, play for the national team, so on and so forth. Um, and, you know, I would fight tooth and nail. Like, I mean, I would train my ass off uh, with, because there was enough players on a the team then that, Essentially, it was like only 12 people would make the roster to go to the final four and, and get the medal when we when we win the championship. You know, so I'd, I'd fight tooth and nail just to be on that 12 man roster. Right now, the, the problem was partly that is like that was my thought process. I was like, man, I'm going to work as hard. I'm going to work harder than anybody else. And then I can be like, a, you know, kind of like a, a, a sidekick, a backup, like. You know, when I go in, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a lot of good things, but I'm gonna be that, you know, that guy that's gonna do the dirty work and, you know, hit the open shot, get rebounds, play defense, so on and so forth. Um, you know, it was my belief was just like, man, it would, how wouldn't it be great for me to be on a team? And I, and I would make it on that team, but it was like that was my belief system, right? Like, uh, man, if I could just be on that team, how great would that be, right? I, what I didn't think was like, you know, I'm gonna be the best player on that team. Right. Uh, I am the best player on that team. Right. I just need to show it. Uh, I just need to put in more work. I need to, uh, you know, I, I need to improve my shot and the ball handling and this, that and the other. Right. So I was shooting low. My belief system was like, hey, if I do my best, I can be like a good side player. And, um, you know, over time I was working my ass off and I started being like feeling like I was working really hard and, and my, my, my confidence went up now. You know, there's a, there's a there's a lesson here too. That's like you, the war, harder you work, the more self esteem and confidence you build. But uh, from there, I actually, you know, I, I chose and decided to, to make a bold move, which was to go on another team that was completely just starting, uh, because a coach, uh, Boris Zavoshnik, like uh, invited me and, and we kind of started having this conversation. So I went on this. You know, there's a bunch of players that decided to go on this team, which was, you know, we, we were kind of starting low. We went from the best team in the country uh, to to like, hey, maybe I don't know if this team's even going to get you know put together. But but I did. I had I, I believed that that was a better place for me. And, and basically, you know, one of the things was that that coach made me believe that I will be like, hey, listen, like here, like you're going to like you're going to play like you're you're way better than you believe. Like you're way better than they're they're saying that you are. And, uh, and I think you're as, as good, if not better, of a lot of players on the team that you're playing with. So, like, that's what I'm going to help you showcase. And, you know, and I started, the thing is that over the, over time, as we started practicing, we started playing, um, I started believing that. And, you know, and, and a big reason for that was that coach. I mean, I, obviously, it was my, my, my work ethic as well. But 
I started, you know, kind of, you know, scoring 20, 30, 40 points uh, in games and, and uh, being one of the better players in that in that league. And we went to the final four three times in a row uh, after the first two years. So but the point here is that like limiting beliefs, right, that whatever you believe, um, it, it's like the biggest barriers that we face are essentially the ones in our head. So your beliefs shape your reality, right? We kind of know that, right? We tend to experience what we expect. Our expectations shape what we believe is possible. They shape our perceptions and our actions. And that means that they shape our outcomes, which means they shape our reality, right? And you can kind of see like, you know, in your own life right now, it's usually, okay, if you haven't succeeded at something, is it because you doubted that you could, right? And I would say that's a big reason why a lot of things like that happen like your, your goals out of reach well because that you don't believe that you can achieve them and there's all these statistics right statistics show that people in their 20s achieve their goals way more frequently than the people in their 50s or older uh, and there's a harris poll that says eight out of ten millennials set resolutions while seven out of ten people over 50 and their older counterparts say that they they're not even going to waste the time doing it now I'm going to say the people, the millennials that set their goals doesn't mean that they're achieving their goals either. But the point is that they're actually setting goals and believing that they can achieve them. And so there's a big lesson here. There's a big lesson in why I even brought this up, millennials versus, uh, you know, older people. Like, why, you know, why does that even matter when it comes to goal setting? And, and here's why. And here's something that I want you to consider, right? It's sad, but the great number of setbacks that we experience in life the less likely we are to like believe that we can prevail. So it's, it ends up being that disappointment turns into frustration, anger, sadness, depression, and then finally it turns into cynicism, right? Um, and, and you could even say disbelief, but I like the fact that, it, that like I'm bringing up cynicism because, you know, really what cynicism becomes is like a defense mechanism because it, it's hard to get your hopes crushed when you don't set your hopes high, right? If you never get, if you never get them up to begin with, period. Think about that, right? So think about how our brain like goes into protective mechanism mode when we fail. And, and it's so like anytime you push to achieve goals, you're going to fail. I mean, we fail every day. I fail every damn day, right? But because and so so that we, under, we can understand how it's a defense mechanism. But like that cynicism like poisons our souls and it's like it sabotages our results. It sabotages our dreams. You know, our belief of what is possible are in line with what we experience. So think about this. What kind of adjustments can you make to make to, to your thinking to change your sense of what is possible? And that's what we're going to um, we're going to we're going to attack this a little bit. Right. So, yeah, it sounds simple, but it, but it's like um, changing your thinking is like flipping a switch. And, you know, it creates a new possibility. It doesn't mean it's easy, but it doesn't mean it's simple. Now, I'm sure you've heard. Uh, the couple of stories. OK, we've heard the story of the shoe salesman, right? The shoe salesman goes to Africa. Two shoe salespeople go to Africa, right? Uh, one of them comes there, nobody's wearing shoes, calls his boss, says, hey, listen, nothing to do here. There's no shoes. There's no market for it. You know, the other guy see, sees no shoes, says, hey, listen, send all the inventory you got. Nobody has shoes, like huge market opportunity, right? Two, two, like, two different people, same scenario, different uh, way of thinking. Or, uh, you know, and I'm sure, by the way, you know, I'm sure that story is is made up and has been told 17 different story, uh, ways before. That's why I'm not digging into it. But another, you know, one of my, my favorite books is uh, uh, that, that I also have my team read is called Delivering Happiness from Tony Shai, who's the CEO of, of Zappos. But, and, and, but remember, like, I, I want to just kind of tap back into how Zappos started. And 
Zappos started with a guy called Nick Swimner who wanted to sell shoes online at a time where, you know, it was like 95% of shoe sales were offline and then 5% were from a mail order catalog. And he was like, hey, I wanted to sell shoes online. And nobody could even see that happening. I mean, the internet wasn't even big back then. Maybe just getting started, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I mean, this guy was pitching left and right for this business, right? Like hundreds of different pitch opportunities and everyone turned him down. And then he talked to Tony Shy. And Tony Shy heard a statistic uh, where, you know, he said only 5% of people order from, from mail catalogs. Oop, let me, let's, uh, let's do this real quick. Uh, from, from mail order catalogs. And, and everybody was like, well, that's nothing. You know, that's nothing. But then when he heard that basically the whole, uh, the whole business, or should say the shoe business, was a $40 billion industry, now you start understanding that that, you know, that 5% is a $2 billion cut. That's a pretty big industry. Now, this was, like I said, this was where this was just starting. So out of all those people, you know, there was hundreds of people that saw one thing and Tony Shai saw another possibility, right? And so he invested into, you know, what, what then became Zappos. And as, you know, many of you know, Zappos ended up selling to Amazon for $1.2 billion 10 years later uh, with the whole team staying on board. Pretty damn incredible, obviously, story. But the point was the possibility, right? But let's look at some other stuff. You know, beating the four-minute mile. We know that. Like, it was, they said it was impossible. One person does it. You know, in the coming years, multiple, multiple people do it. Because, like, the physiology of humans didn't change. The belief changed. You believed that you could see it. And you could see that it happened. And, you know, uh, beating the sound barrier. Uh, human flight, right? I mean... Now it's kind of like, well, yeah, duh. But back then it was like, man, that's that's crazy. Or, you know, now we're changing the human genome. I mean, like you talked about this stuff like 10 years ago. It was like, uh, you know, it's going to be impossible, right? Uh, I mean, you name it, right? The things that were unattainable, someone believed it and then went out and did it. So, And, th- and there's a uh, Theolonius monk who's a jazz musician who uh, said, whatever you think can't be done, someone will come along and do it. Uh, you know, the question is, is that going to be you? Are you going to be the person that starts believing that you can do it? But the first key difference in an unmet goal is the belief that it can be achieved. And, you know, this is so important when we sit down with clients because I can start, you know, I can start realizing both from body language, from words, uh, from facial expressions, uh, all types of different things when people don't believe, right? They don't believe that they can change. And so, you know, kind of just going back a little bit too, because I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in a little bit of co- few coaching tips, even though we're, we're we're talking about something. You know, the the bigger topic is a little bit different here, but the the fact that like you know, if people are continuously unsuccessful, they start becoming cynical, right? But like, how do you break somebody out of that that has had maybe you know constantly beating themselves up, constantly not succeeding, and then they send you know they they, they kind of get that little spur of motivation, they set massive goals, and then they fail again, right? The key is to help them win. And there's nothing wrong with having big goals. I, matter of fact, like I, I promote, I, I, I hope that people set the biggest possible goals, but then they're, they're good at breaking them down to minuscule part or, or you know, smaller parts, even many parts if necessary, so that when, they, when they're executing them, they feel successful. They feel like they can do that small part, right? And that's going to be different for everybody. But that's what, what's really important um, is, you know, that, you have to believe that it can be achieved. So if that's the case, let's have a big ass, crazy big goal. But man, let's break it down to the little small goals that feel achievable and, and, and people can take them on, build self-esteem, build confidence. So that's important. Um, 
And, and so big, big, big beliefs and beliefs that you can do something to me is, you know, Arthur C. Clarke says it, uh, very, very well, right. That, if you're not sen- set setting big goals, it's a failure of imagination. Um, and I do believe that, right? It, even even now, I'm constantly challenging myself and get, getting around people that help me imagine bigger, to help me dream bigger. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, right? But So we, we talked about the first truth, and the first truth was the fact that your beliefs shape your reality, right? This, this is the ground, like it's the ground. It really is the foundational part of everything when it comes to, you know, achieving goals. Um, so... Truth number two is that some beliefs will hold you back. Now I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to I'm going to withhold the names of these people just to protect the guilty. <laughs> but uh, let's let's just say I had a client. This is like many many years ago. We'll call her Jenny, right? Who would gain significance from being wrong, like put upon, persecuted, griped about uh, everything. Like everyone is an idiot. Everybody was wrong. They're doing stuff wrong. Um, you know, it, nothing was her fault. Like it was, I mean, it was, and the thing is, it was exhausting to be around her, right? I'd, I'd leave, like feel drained leaving training sessions with her, right? And, and that is what an exemplification of scarcity thinking, right? Everything is fixed. Nothing can be better. Everybody's wrong. Now, and I, I forgot who told me this, but I, I always love this analogy. You know, it, it, it's like uh, uh, there's a couple of, I'll share a couple, but one is, you know, it's like the person driving down the freeway in the wrong direction and going like, look at all these idiots driving the wrong way, right? And, and it's one of those things if, uh, you know, maybe you bumped into somebody in a day and they were annoying you, right? Or there was something like they were just... Um, I, they put you off and they, they made you pissed off or whatever, right? And, I, you know, that's just, it just happens, right? But if everybody you met that day, you know, uh, pissed you off and, and they were annoying, it's probably you that you're <laughs> that is annoying, right? So, and, and that's, you know, that's kind of like that foundational part of, of the, the um, scarcity thinking, right? I have another friend, Jay, you know, one of the most generous, generous people I know. I mean, you, you might, you guys might know him as Jay Ferruja. It could be him. It could not be him. <laughs> you know, always greets me with a smile, hug, encouraging words. Uh, you know, but the point is like, I always leave feeling like when I, when I hang out with him, and there's a lot of other people that I have in my life now that I can say that about that. You know, I, I leave energized and inspired, powerful, feeling like the best me, like I can fucking take on the world. Like, you know, we always go back and forth and it's just like, it's fire. Like, I mean, um, you know, uh, one day I'll talk about what was, uh, called, uh, we hashtag at the Richard, Richard Sherman incident, but I'll dig into that story later. But you know, funny, funny story is like me, uh, Jay and Jay Jablonski were sitting in his, in the living room, not, like less than a month ago, you know, and he challenged me to some, some of my beliefs, which, you know, I, d- I identified, which is also why it's so important for me to, to talk about this on his podcast today. And, uh, you know, he said, hey, hey, Luca, like, man, like you're always working your ass off and pushing hard on anybody I know. And then you always put somebody in front of you. Like you're always like, oh, look at that guy. But and it's like, hey, I, I get it. Like I, I get the respect and, you know, the, the you're always like shining a light on the people that helped you out and stuff like that. But it's like, man, like you got to you got to understand like you're like you're capable of everything of so much. Right. And uh, and then he challenged me to you know, start pushing the IG account more, which I have to this day, almost every single day, three posts a day from the day we spoke. uh, And the challenge was to get on TV. Here's the funny thing about it. I didn't reach out to anyone about the TV appearance, uh, but I got contacted 
uh, a little over a week ago and I appeared on, you know, the biggest morning show in Seattle um, where the producer listened, listened to this podcast and which is which is awesome. Uh, so I'm going to say hi, hi to you, Sue. Bring me back on the show. Uh, <laughs> but with, with that said, you know, the, the point of it is it's like it's a limiting belief thing, right? That as soon as I broke through, because my beliefs became like I, I saw a different possibility. I saw a different uh, a set of beliefs. I started taking different actions because I started having different feelings. So, you know, that's really important. But, you know, when you have somebody that does that, like treat somebody, you know, everybody's their best friend as their customer is always giving, uh, you know, routinely invest in others. It comes back to them in a thousand ways. And I've seen that in my own life. Cause like I said, cause I was a knucklehead and that's not what I did. Like when I was, when I was young, I took a lot, you know, I was looking out for me all the time and, and that changed. So, what is like, so Jay exemplifies abundance thinking, right? And, and so let's think about this. So every goal that you're going to set is going to have obstacles, right? Now, scarcity thinkers and like, you know, quote unquote, Jenny, uh, are going to like assume defeat, right? Because you're like, well, it can't get better. I'm just going to assume, I'm going to assume defeat, right? My belief system is like, it's everybody else. I can't, I have no control. Everything is externally controlled. So possibilities are just set in stone and they can't improve much, right? Abundance, think, abundance thinkers, they don't quit. They look for new approaches to the problem in a different perspective. Like they know if they'll figure it out if they just work harder, work longer, or maybe hit this from a different angle. And, and this is where you got to, you know, this is why I feel so, I'm, I'm so connected to the fact of like, you know, coaching and, and learning and, and taking courses and reading books and, and, you know, going anywhere and everywhere to, to find not just the information, but just be surrounded by people that inspire you and, and uh, you know, like a problem that you can't solve. Maybe somebody else is going to help you solve it. You know, with that said, like, I would say, you know, reach out to me. Like if you have a gym, if you're in a fitness business and you're struggling, not even if you're just struggling, I would say like even more so if you want to take shit to the next level. You know, I have a mastermind in business coaching that helps people grow their business, make creating, like that's that's what my niche is. It's like, and I hate saying that word niche because it's so labeled, but you know, creating a perennial business. If you're serious about building a perennial fitness business, you know, holla at me. Like that's, that's essentially what I do. Just like at Vigor Ground, like we help people with sustainable transformations, like how to like change your habits for good. Right. And, and so that's how people reach out. That's like, people have a problem. They need another perspective. They need accountability. They need help. They need access. Like that's how it happens. Right. So let me ask you, like, what is your mindset? Right. So, and how do you know if you're falling into the habit of limiting beliefs? So, uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to go, well, first of all, we'll, we'll touch on this in a second because this is important. Like, you know, how do you know? What it is, it's, it's pretty easy to spot. Like a great book that you can, uh, can read on this is like from Jeremy Dean is Making Habits and Breaking Habits. And in there, he mentions uh, three dead giveaways. And then I'm going to add another one that, uh, from Michael Hyatt. But it's like one is black and white thinking. So we think we failed if we don't achieve perfection, right? It's like, it's like oh, it's black and white. Oh, I failed. That's it. I can't do it again. Like, you know, it's meant, it's not meant to be blah, blah, blah. But you know, reality has got a, it's not, it's a sliding scale and like, not just a toggle switch. It's like on and off. It is or it isn't right. Uh, the second, the second one, uh, a giveaway is personalizing, right? So that's when we blame ourselves for random negative occurrences. And it's like, it's what most people do. Oh man, it's my fault. I can't do it. I'm not, I'm not capable of doing it. Even though it's an external thing that happened that we don't have control over. And remember, we really don't have control over a lot. I think the illusion of control, which I talked about in the last podcast, you know, the illusion of control, right? Like that, because we, if we feel in control, we have, uh, we're more calm, right? We don't have anxiety because uncertainty is something that causes anxiety in our lives. So, 
you know, personalizing is when we blame ourselves for things that we really didn't have control over. Uh, number three giveaway is ca uh, catastrophizing. So we assume the worst with very little evidence, so we, or we assume the worst based on our, our experience in the past. So we may, not, we may have had a bad experience in the past, and then that gets kind of locked into our memory, and then we catastrophize, and we, we kind of, uh, I would say, uh, compare everything to that. We may have had a hundred other great experiences, but we we shine the light on because, like I said, our, our brain is kind of looking for danger, right, um, on that bad experience, and so we catastrophize, right? So we're just like, oh, man, everything is going to be bad. It's going to be horrible. Like, this is going to happen, right? And there's, there's a big difference between, you know, uh, hoping for the best, preparing for the worst, right, Then and catastrophizing. And then there's also the fourth one, which is universal, uh, uh, universalizing. And that's a when a bad experience happens and we assume that it will affect us across the, ball, the board in all, our in all of our life. And remember, like I always talk about there's, you know, there's, there's finances, there's relationships, um, there's vocational work, there's avocational work, there's uh, your, your health, there is, um, there's business, there's, there's other types of relationships, there's all types of different areas that, like, that matter to us in our lives. And sometimes something bad will happen in one and we just universalize it. Like, well, that's what's going to happen everywhere. This is who I am everywhere. Right. So, you know, with that said, those are the three that giveaways. And that's where you're looking. That's where you're looking for yourself to see whether you have limiting beliefs and whether that's something that affects you. But the three limiting beliefs that you want to you want to spot in your thinking are one assumptions that we have about the world. Right. Uh, Example, for instance, uh, let's see. All right, uh, I can't start a new business right now. It's not a good time. It's a, a terrible economy. And well, which first of all, I started, you know, vigor in, in America, like literally in a crash, like during the worst recession in whatever amount of time it was. Um, and at that point in time, thankfully, like I had a different belief and a different possibility around that, right? Uh, but and here's another one. Like, I don't trust management. They're always going to cheat us, which, you know, when you're working as part of a team or whatever, if that's your belief system, guess what? You're always going to uh, respond a certain way to, to coworkers. You're not going to do your best. You're, not, you're really holding yourself back from growing because of that limiting belief, right? Uh Oh, here, here's here's one that obviously, like, as soon as anything has to do with politics, it's like, oh, the politicians are gonna make it impossible for us to get ahead because of you know whoever, like, like, like some politician has control over our business and our lives. Like, that's a perfect example of having the assumptions that we have over the world, and so that's one of the three limiting beliefs in your thinking that you could have, right? And these beliefs can be deep seated. Um, and they can they can be based on 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 experience, but they're rarely rarely the truth, or they're not like uh, put it this way: they can just be part of the truth, right? Just because something happened, it's not the whole the whole case. It's just like uh, you know a campaign and, and marketing for for uh, the gym goes wrong, and then I'm like, well, shit, uh, perfect example, right? Perfect example. People hit me up and go, well, Facebook ads don't work, right? Like we you know we were doing them and they were doing well, and now they're not doing well, um, and you know we're running and I'm killing it, like. We're killing it. But obviously, there's a lot of strategy, a lot of work, a lot of understanding of every component that helps us get that. But you could legitimately go like, well, they don't. You know, Facebook's out to get us. The market has changed, blah, 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 blah. Right? Limiting belief. And that's going to drive your behavior. Right? And now your behavior is not taking you to your goal. And we'll, we'll touch on that in a second. The second uh, limiting belief is, uh, is the limiting beliefs about others. Right? Right? Um, you know, there's no use asking this person, you know, he's, he's too busy. He won't meet with me, right? 
that belief, boom, stopped your action right away. Is that true? Is there is there real truth to that? Eh, right? Uh, you know, she's just a bean, bean counter. Like, how she, can she possibly know the things that I'm talking about? Like, oh, oh, they work in this industry. Well, they don't know what I know, right? Once again, limiting belief about another person, right? Uh, Oh, let's, you know, when it comes to, to girls, oh, she hasn't responded to me. Or, you know, how many times do we read into stuff in relationship? Like you really like somebody. Oh, I texted them. I did this, that, the other. They didn't respond right away. Oh, man, she doesn't like me or what. Right. We start creating these limiting beliefs. And the biggest one, the biggest one is the third one, which is beliefs about ourselves. Um, and this is the really kind of like why I wanted to do this episode, because as I was sitting down with people, as my team was sitting down with people this weekend, you know, we kind of have a uh, reflection on if somebody didn't join the challenge or what they say. Like, you know, we like to talk about those things to improve, to maybe, you know, say say something better or lead them in a different direction to help them out. But it's things like, hey, I'm a quitter. Like, I never finish anything. And sometimes they won't say it, but that's what they believe. So they're like, man, I'm not going to invest in this because... I quit the last seven times, so I'm going to do it again, right? Uh, you know, I, I can't, like, for instance, these are a couple, like, I, I can't help it. I've never been physically fit. I love food. It's my genes, right? Well, but, you know, so dot, 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 feel whatever. And so with that said, you know, once again, limiting belief. Um, I'm horrible with money, right? So these are like, these are going to block any progress we make in life. Because if that's what you believe, hey, that's where, that's the actions that you're going to take associated with them, right? So, and they can come from previous failures. Uh, and, and honestly, they condition us uh, to assume the worst, right? They lead us to avoid risk. And the thing is, if we're observant, we can spot also other influences. Now, I'm going to touch on a couple of these, right? Let's take media. This is from uh, Michael Grothaus, who is actually a reporter. So check this out. An overabundance of news can make you depressed, anxious, and for the most part, doesn't actually provide you with the ability to actually change or influence anything being reported. Now think about this. This is from a reporter saying, like, there's no benefit to watching negative news, right? Same thing. We have to be, we have to be careful with social media because now on one side, you have negativity bias, right? Which is like, here's all the negativity happening in the world, which, you know, can can uh, flood your feed from whatever source, depending on who you're following. But on the other side, you have the positivity media, right? We all, we talked about this, the bullshit of the perfection on Facebook or Instagram, and then it creates comparisons, right? And so, you know, you know, and we're not measuring up to being as smart, as beautiful, as creative. We don't have as much money. We're not as cool, right? So, you know, and this is, this is uh, statistically shown, right, that time spent on Facebook can lead us to feel uh, crummy about our own lives, right, because of that comparisons. Family, friends, or culprits too. Parents, siblings, neighbors, church, community, professional, social networks, right? So the, the reality is, is like we have to really pick our environments. And I've talked about environments so often because they're so powerful and so important, right? So this is very, very important for you to like constantly assess, right? This is kind of like a, a, a punch in the face of assessment, like to see if your limiting beliefs are also influenced a lot by obviously environments, which they are, but then who are you around and what are they saying? So Dr. Henry Cloud said, how well you do in life and business depends not only on what you do, and how you do it, but also who you're doing it with or who is doing it to you. That's powerful, right? So the environments around you influence what you see and what you believe. But the thing is, our beliefs create the lens in which we see the world. And the cool thing about it is that you can change your lens, right? And so to the last truth, which is the truth, the third truth that you can upgrade your beliefs, right? And if I go back and I think about like some of the things that I used to believe, and remember one of them I shared, like, hey, I can, you know, maybe I can just make it on that 12th man roster, 
But my belief changes like, nah, I can be the best player in the country. I can be the best player on this team. Where even, you know, when I started like in, in the fitness industry or, you know, um, it was like, man, maybe I can be a great coach. Where then it started becoming like, no, I can be the greatest coach in the world. And, you know, you might be listening to this and saying like, uh, you know, Man, that's a little arrogant. Is it though? Like I'm because my actions are going to like I'm going to create actions that drive towards that. And even if at the end I wasn't, I would still like fulfill as much of my potential as I possibly can. So the thing is, here's one that I hear all the time, right? I don't I don't feel like doing that right now. I'm so exhausted. Right? And the thing is, I did used to think like that. Now, you know, but but I hear it more from from clients or from business owners, from or just people that I have con- conversations with about reaching certain things in life you know but like you have to turn the limiting belief into what's called a liberating truth right um <laughs> my friend sam falsafi calls this uh, f- the fuck you strategy so he'll he'll write down the limiting belief and then literally like you know cross it out and say fuck you okay what's the truth but you know limiting belief liberating truth so if my liberating belief is i don't uh limiting belief is i don't feel like doing that right now i'm so exhausted you know i got kids i got this uh you know i just can't do it whatnot the liberating truth would be like hey i have more than enough energy to accomplish the tasks that i undertake and it, it, it look you guys will start see you know you've seen me kind of doing some things of like when i do videos on ig and stuff and i'm a big fan of diddy because that guy is like repeating shit to himself i get up in the morning like i watch like i watch 10 minutes i can't stop one will stop the bad boy story like right now you know what i mean or uh, also defiant ones but lately i've just been on it because the thing is like every morning i'm like man i'm the greatest like i'm the i'm like i'm the greatest and nobody can stop me and the thing is, my day is going to be in line with that. I'm going to take actions. I'm going to be a monster. Like, I'm, I'm going to do stuff nobody else is going to do. But that's my belief. And then some people start going like, man, I look as like a little like cock. No, it's not cockiness. It's a belief system. And I'm going to align my actions with that belief, right? And because people are, you know, and I used to think this somewhat, right? Like, I, I thought my energy was something I don't have control over. Like, or I felt energetic or I didn't. That's what people think. But it's not true. You have agency, you can influence what you experience. You can change your emotional state. You've talked, you know, you've heard Tony Robbins talk about this. Now, sometimes I'll change my emotional state with with a bang, uh, you know, and, and and a lot of caffeine. But but it's usually not that. It's like I, it's, it's about what I'm thinking about. It's about my focus. Sometimes it can be, you know, if you go back to my to, to the episode where I talk about pattern interrupts, right? Quick workout throughout the day, reading a positive book, going for a walk, listening to a podcast, you know, doing a, a cold plunge. Like there's a, a mil- like a, so many different things that you can do. So uh, here, here's the thing, right? Like let's, let's go into f- uh, six steps on how you can change your beliefs. This is, I'm, I'm going to finish on this because we got we to gotta roll. But like step number one, recognize the limiting belief, right? So go back to the four uh, points of like the limiting beliefs. But like you got to first recognize that you have to, like you have to look into this, right? And it, it might be, uh, I would say, uh, uncomfortable, but you got to do it. Number two is record the belief, so whatever it is, hey, I don't have enough experience. I always quit. I'm not creative enough. I always fail. I'm not good with money. It's my genetics that are holding me back. I don't have good, uh, you know, enough energy because I have kids and so on. Like maybe I'm meant to be mediocre. Oh, I just can't invest in this because uh, I don't have the money. Maybe I'm meant to have a life of insignificance. Whatever that limiting belief is, like be real, be honest, dig deep. Fuck, man. Like you got, you know what I mean? Like this is where it starts. Like you got to look into the uncomfortable things of your life and then review it. Review that belief. And my question here is this, is it empowering? Is it enabling you to to accomplish like your goals? Is it enabling you to accomplish where you want to go? It's going to be very simple, 
right? Is it like, does, does it serve you? Does it serve you? Does it empower you? If it doesn't, man, you're going to have to do one or two things, reject or reframe the belief. So sometimes when you look at them, you can see they come from a dark place. Like I've had people just like write that shit out and go like, man, I wrote stuff out and go like, man, that's not me. That's not my greatest self. I mean, I'll just reject it. Fuck that. Like, that's not, that's not true. That's not real. That's not real. And then start, you know, repeating a phrase that like that oh, that basically is the opposite that, that shines a light on positivity. Now, the second one is is basically being able to reframe it, right? So uh, I'm not a details person, which, by the way, uh, actually, I'm not an organized person is mine, which is true. Right. But like I can reframe that. Hey, I'm not an organized person. But I can always collaborate or outsource to someone who is an organized person and help me out. Right. That's a reframe. It, it's a power. It, it helps you get to where you want to go. So now revise. Step five is revising the belief. Right. Not affirmations. Not, you know, it, that's, it's different. Like. You can say I'm too old, but I, revising the belief is like, hey, I have more experience than other candidates, right? If you're applying for a job or something like that. And then write down the, that revised belief. And then n- number six, you got to reorient yourself with the new belief. Basically, hey, it, you you have to start living that. Now, it might feel awkward. It might be like, you know, putting on a, a new coat that's a little bit too big. But man, when you keep living that, like it's going to start to fit. You got to start aligning the actions with it. And that's where I say, hey, when you start living that, start writing now what actions would fulfill that identity. So when you write down that new belief, okay, a person that 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 is going to achieve that, what are the actions that that, will, that person will do? What are the actions that person do? Write those actions down and those are the things that you got to start living every day, right? And so- with that thought, right, you have agency, okay? There's four characteristics. Intention, right? So a better reality, like imagine a better reality than it is right now. Number two is forethought, it's vision, right? So you got to be able to see it. You have to be able to see it. Number three is action. We, you know, look, if you don't act on it, nothing happens. You can think about it all day long. And then number four is self-reflection, right? Because we can act, we can self-reflect. And when we self-reflect, we can course correct and we can adjust and we can make a better future, So remember, your future doesn't equal your past, period. Like you can change it, but you have to start changing your beliefs. So your three-step action plan, really simple. Pay attention to cynicism because we talked about what cynicism is, right? Pay attention to it when it shows up in your thinking. Like write out your greatest, you know, belief, or should I say greatest possibilities and and, and the goals you want to achieve. Number two, list your top five limiting beliefs. Be real, like just get really raw here and be honest with them, write them out, and then replace each limiting belief with the liberating truth. If you did that today and you listen to this podcast, like you're going to do something for yourself that's going to help you move forward. Because otherwise, like I said, it doesn't matter what information you get, doesn't matter what I tell you or what new book you read, that limiting belief is going to create a glass ceiling in your life and you're not going to go where you want to go, period. So I hope that this was, you know, the kind of the, the, the pattern interrupt punch that you needed. But like if you're if you're churning the wheels that you have to look at this, this is found the foundation of transformation, right? To take information to integration to transformation, like you need to shift your limiting beliefs and see bigger and new possibilities. With that said, love and appreciate you. I'm a little bit on fire. I got to work it out. I'll talk to you next time in the podcast. Peace out.